Welcome to Bible in a Year with Bill. My name is Bill, and I'm your message messenger as we make our way through the message paraphrase of the Holy Bible, written by Eugene Peterson. Good day and welcome to another cold, cold morning here in February, February 9th. Today we're going to be reading from Exodus chapter 38 to chapter 40, and then we're going to finish up with Proverbs chapter 8. So let's get right into it today with Exodus chapter 38. He made the whole, or sorry, he made the altar of whole burnt offering from acacia wood. He made it seven and a half feet square and four and a half feet high. He made horns at each of the four corners. The horns were made of one piece with the altar and covered with a veneer of bronze. He made from bronze all the utensils for the altar, the buckets for removing the ashes, shovels, basins, forks, and firepans. He made a grate of bronze mesh under the ledge halfway up the altar. He cast four rings at each of the four corners of the bronze grating to hold the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and covered them with a veneer of bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the two sides of the altar for carrying it. The altar was made out of boards. It was hollow. He made the bronze basin and its bronze stand from the mirrors of the women's work group who were assigned to serve at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And he made the courtyard. On the south side, the hangings for the courtyard, woven from fine twisted linen, were 150 feet long with their 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and fastening hooks and bands of silver. The north side was exactly the same. The west end of the courtyard had 75 feet of hangings with 10 posts and bases and fastening hooks and bands of silver. Across the 75 feet at the front or east end were 22 and a half feet of hangings with their three posts and bases on one side and the same for the other side. All the hangings around the courtyard were of fine twisted linen. The bases for the posts were bronze and the fastening hooks and bands on the posts were of silver. The posts of the courtyard were both capped and banded with silver. The screen at the door of the courtyard was embroidered in blue, purple, and scarlet fabric with fine twisted linen. It was thirty feet long and seven and a half feet high, matching the hangings of the courtyard. There were four posts with bases of bronze and fastening hooks of silver. They were capped and banded in silver. All the pegs for the dwelling and the courtyard were made of bronze. This is an inventory of the dwelling that housed the testimony drawn up by order of Moses for the work of the Levites under Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that God had commanded Moses. Working with Bezalel was Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, an artisan, designer, and embroider in blue, purple, and scarlet fabrics and fine linen. Gold. The total amount of gold used in construction of the sanctuary, all of it contributed freely, weighed out at 1,900 pounds, according to the sanctuary standard. Silver. The silver from those in the community who were registered in the census came to 6,437 pounds, according to the sanctuary standard. That amounted to a becca, or half shekel, for every registered person aged 20 and over a total of 603,550 men. 
They used the three and one-quarter tons of silver to cast the bases for the sanctuary and for the hangings, 100 bases at 64 pounds each. They used the remaining 37 pounds to make the connecting hooks on the posts and the caps and bands for the posts. Bronze. The bronze that was brought in weighed 4,522 pounds. It was used to make the door of the tent of meeting. The bronze altar with its bronze grating, all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the courtyard, the bases for the gate of the courtyard, and all the pegs for the dwelling and the courtyard. Exodus chapter 39 Vestments Using the blue, purple, and scarlet fabrics, they made the woven vestments for ministering in the sanctuary. Also, they made the sacred vestments for Aaron, as God had commanded Moses. Ephod. They made the ephod using gold and blue, purple and scarlet fabrics, and finely twisted linen. They hammered out gold leaf and sliced it into the threads that were then worked into designs in the blue, purple, and scarlet fabric and fine linen. They made shoulder pieces fastened at the two ends. The decorated band was made of the same material, gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and of fine twisted linen, and of one piece with it, just as God had commanded Moses. They mounted the onyx stones in a setting of filigreed gold and engraved the names of the sons of Israel on them, then fastened them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the Israelites, just as God had commanded Moses. Breastpiece. They made a breastpiece designed like the ephod from gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. Doubled, the breastpiece was nine inches square. They mounted four rows of precious gemstones on it. First row, carnelian, topaz, emerald. Second row, ruby, sapphire, crystal. Third row, jacinth, agate, amethyst. Fourth row, beryl, onyx, and jasper. The stones were mounted in a gold filigree. The twelve stones corresponded to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve names engraved as a, on a seal, one for each of the twelve tribes. They made braided chains of pure gold for the breastpiece, like cords. They made two settings of gold filigree and two rings of gold, put the two rings at the two ends of the breastpiece, and fastened the two ends of the cords to the two rings at the end of the breastpiece. Then they fastened the cords to the settings of filigree, attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod in front. Then they made two rings of gold and fastened them to the two ends of the breastpiece on its inside edge facing the ephod. They made two more rings of gold and fastened them in the front of the ephod to the lower part of the two shoulder pieces, near the seam above the decorated band of the ephod. The breastpiece was fastened by running a cord of blue through its rings to the rings of the ephod so that it rested secure on the decorated band of the ephod and wouldn't come loose, just as God had commanded Moses. Robe They made the robe for the ephod entirely of blue. The opening of the robe at the center was like a collar, the edge hemmed so that it wouldn't tear. On the hem of the robe they made pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. They also made bells of pure gold and alternated the bells and pomegranates, a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, all around the hem of the robe that was worn for ministering, just as God had commanded Moses. 
They also made the tunics of fine linen, the work of a weaver for Aaron and his sons, the turban of fine linen, the linen hats, the linen underwear made of fine twisted linen, and sashes of fine twisted linen, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and embroidered, just as God had commanded Moses. They made the plate, the sacred crown, of pure gold, and engraved on it as a seal. Holy to God, they attached a blue cord to it and fastened it to the turban, just as God had commanded Moses. That completed the work of the dwelling, the tent of meeting. The people of Israel did what God had commanded Moses. They did it all. They presented the dwelling to Moses, the tent and all its furnishings. Fastening hooks, frames, crossbars, posts, bases, tenting of tanned ram skins, tenting of dolphin skins, veil of the screen, chest of the testimony with its poles and atonement cover, table with its utensils and the bread of the presence, lampstand of pure gold and its lamps all fitted out and all its utensils and the oil for the light, gold altar, anointing oil, fragrant incense, screen for the entrance to the tent, bronze altar with its bronze grate, its poles and all its utensils, wash basin and its base, hangings for the courtyard, its posts and bases, screen for the gate of the courtyard, its cords and its pegs, utensils for ministry in the dwelling, the tent of meeting, women vestments for ministering in the sanctuary, sacred vestments for Aaron the priest and his sons when serving as priests. The Israelites completed all the work just as God had commanded. Moses saw that they had done all the work and done it exactly as God had commanded. Moses blessed them. Exodus chapter 40 God spoke to Moses, On the first day of the first month, set up the dwelling, the tent of meeting, place the chest of the testimony in it, and screen the chest with a curtain. Bring in the table and set it, arranging its lampstand and lamps. Place the gold altar of incense before the chest of the testimony, and hang the curtain at the door of the dwelling place. Place the altar of whole burnt offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting. Place the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and fill it up with water. Set up the courtyard on all sides and hang the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. Then take the anointing oil and anoint the dwelling and everything in it. Consecrate it and all its furnishings so that it becomes holy. Anoint the altar of whole burnt offering and all its utensils, consecrating the altar so that it is completely holy. Anoint the wash basin and its base. Consecrate it. Finally, bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Dress Aaron in the sacred vestments, anoint him, consecrate him to serve me as priest. Bring his sons and put tunics on them, anoint them just as you anointed their father to serve me as priests. Their anointing will bring them into a perpetual priesthood down through the generations. Moses did everything God commanded, he did it all. On the first day of the first month of the second year, the dwelling was set up. Moses set it up. He laid its bases, erected the frames, placed the crossbar, set the posts, spread the tent over the dwelling, and put the covering over the tent, just as God had commanded Moses. He placed the testimony in the chest, inserted the poles for carrying the chest, and placed the lid, the atonement cover, on it. He brought the chest into the dwelling and set up the curtain, screening off the chest of the testimony, just as God had commanded Moses.
He placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the dwelling, outside the curtain, and arranged the bread there before God, just as God had commanded him. He placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling and set up the lamps before God, just as God had commanded him. Moses placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it, just as God had commanded him. He placed the screen at the entrance to the dwelling. He set the altar of whole burnt offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting, and offered up the whole burnt offerings and the grain offerings, just as God had commanded Moses. He placed the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and filled it with water for washing. Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and feet there. When they entered the tent of meeting and when they served at the altar, they washed, just as God had commanded Moses. Finally, he erected the courtyard all around the dwelling and the altar and put up the screen for the courtyard entrance. Moses finished the work. The cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud was upon it and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Whenever the cloud lifted from the dwelling, the people of Israel set out on their travels. But if the cloud did not lift, they wouldn't set out until it did lift. The cloud of God was over the dwelling during the day, and the fire was in it at night, visible to all the Israelites in all their travels. Proverbs chapter 8 do you hear Lady Wisdom calling? Can you hear Madam Insight raising her voice? She's taken her stand at first and main, at the busiest intersection. Right in the city square where the traffic is thickest, she shouts, You! I'm taking to all of you. Sorry, I'm talking to all of you. Everyone out here in the streets, listen, you idiots. Learn good sense. You blockheads, shape up. Don't miss a word of this. I'm telling you how to live well. I'm telling you how to live at your best. My mouth chews and savors and relishes truth. I can't stand the taste of evil. You'll only hear true and right words from my mouth. Not one syllable will be twisted or skewed. You'll recognize this as true, you with open minds. Truth-ready minds will see it at once. Prefer my life disciplines over chasing after money and God-knowledge over a lucrative career. For wisdom is better than all the trappings of wealth. Nothing you could wish for holds a candle to her. I am Lady Wisdom, and I live next to sanity. Knowledge and discretion live just down the street. The fear of God means hating evil, whose ways I hate with a passion. Pride and arrogance and crooked talk. Good counsel and common sense are my characteristics. I am both insight and the virtue to live it out. With my help, leaders rule and lawmakers legislate fairly. With my help, governors govern along with all in legitimate, and in, in legitimate authority. I love those who love me. Those who look for me find me. Wealth and glory accompany me. Also substantial honor and a good name. My benefits are worth more than a big salary, even a very big salary. The returns on me exceed any imaginable bonus. You can find me on Righteous Road, that's where I walk, at the intersection of Justice Avenue, handing out life to those who love me, filling their arms with life, armloads of life. 
God sovereignly made me the first, the basic, before he did anything else. I was brought into being a long time ago, well before the earth got its start. I arrived on the scene before ocean, yes, even before springs and rivers and lakes. Before mountains were sculpted and hills took shape, I was already there, newborn. Long before God stretched out earth's horizons and tended to the minute details of soil and weather and set sky firmly in place, I was there. When he mapped and gave borders to wild ocean, built the vast vault of heaven, and installed the fountains that fed ocean, when he drew a boundary for sea, posted a sign that said, No trespassing, and then staked out earth's foundations, I was right there with him, making sure everything fit. Day after day I was there with my joyful applause, always enjoying his company, delighted with the world of things and creatures, happily celebrating the human family. So, my dear friends, listen carefully. Those who embrace these my ways are most blessed. Mark a life of discipline and live wisely. Don't squander your precious life. Bless the man, bless the woman who listens to me, awake and ready for me each morning, alert and responsive as I start my day's work. When you find me, you find life, real life, to say nothing of God's good pleasure. But if you wrong me, you damage your very soul. When you reject me, you're flirting with death. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless this reading this morning. I pray, Lord, that the ears who need to hear this reading would somehow find a way to hear it. Thank you, Lord, for this reading. There was definitely no mistaking who the priest was while the Israelites were wandering around in the desert. He was the guy wearing blue, purple, and scarlet robes covered with colorful gems and pomegranates. He jingled when he walked because of the bells hanging off his priestly robes. Yup, this was a man who had the appearance of holiness on the outside. A lot of care was taken to ensure the garments worn by the priests were perfect in every way. So when they entered into the presence of God, there was no mistaking who he was. These clothes reflected the holy character of the priests as they were in communion with God. The priest had to ensure he had followed all of the rules and laws involved with being the guy allowed to wear these fancy clothes. Everything about his life had to be perfect, from the way he washed his hands to the sacrifices he oversaw. He was, after all, the chosen representative of the people of God. Only he was allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies to commune with the Almighty. I bet that was pretty stressful. The priest was responsible for the spiritual health of all the Israelites. He had to make sure he was doing everything right, down to the very clothes he wore. That was a lot of stress, and I'm sure God knew this. He wanted to make sure his priests presented themselves to him as holy and clean representatives of Israel. They needed to be purified inside and out. He looks at the inside. Eventually, God created a way for all of us to approach him as only the priests could. He provided in himself the perfect sacrifice so we could stand blameless before him. He became a man who sacrificed himself so we could approach him covered and clothed in the righteousness that only Christ can provide. 
Bible in a Year with Bill is a daily journey into Eugene Peterson's The Message Paraphrase of the Bible. Join me every day as we explore the Word of God in a contemporary, easy-to-understand language. If you enjoy what we're doing here, like and subscribe to the podcast and tell some people. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Bible in a Year with Bill. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.